You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, Northeast Louisiana. I am Jake Martin, joined by Matt Reynolds. Sir, good morning. I do not have the gravitas in my voice that Aaron does. Thank you for not having that. Unfortunately. It hits those red bars every morning. Yeah. Good morning. Yes, it does hurt my ears. Um, unfortunately, Coach Jack Pippen is under the weather. We hope he feels better. Uh, so we will have to move on. Soldier on. Well, we'll soldier on. Um, <clears throat> Matt, I want to get to something real quick with mm. you. Uh, was planning on getting to this at some point in the show. I don't know if you saw Floyd Mayweather's post. <laughs> I feel like I talk about him way too much, but <laughs> he's constantly trying to get some pub and tr- trying to uh, gain some interest in him trying MMA on for size. He continues to do this. On Twitter yesterday, he posted certified killer versus certified blank, and it's a Photoshop picture of him elbowing Conor McGregor in the face. You think Floyd photoshopped that? You think it's Photoshop <laughs> no, skills somebody else. Far? I don't think so. Somebody on the money team? <laughs> Definitely somebody on the money team. I, really, I, if I had to guess, a fan probably sent that What fight him. was that from with the shot of Conor? Is that... It's uh, a couple of it's, – so it's, it's, it's got to be from a different – I can't remember him fighting someone that hit him like that and had all that – Blo- I mean, well, it's just I so bloody in the picture. It looks like the shot he took from Nate, yeah, where he stumbled back, and he was because he was bloody like that. Um, he had a, he had a lot of blood on him, so I think it's from that fight. And then somebody just he it, it's a good looking photo. I got to be honest. I think a, a fan had to have done this. In the caption, uh, a certified <laughs> killer versus certified blank. <laughs> so Connor fires back. Yeah. This is this is the world we live in. Connor fires back, says a real elbow and a real fight, and it's an actual yeah. photo of him elbowing Nate Diaz. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite part, though. Nate gets on this and shows a picture of him <laughs> full, fully mounted on Connor McGregor, uh, punching him in the face, saying "real kill and a real war." <laughs> so, so Nate trying to stay um, included it, in this argument. And it's so rare, like someone can trump Trump. Connor in, in a smack talk game, whether it be, you know, in a press conference or even on social media, we saw he kind of dominated Floyd in that lead up to uh, the fight last year. And Nate is not a guy that's going to trump you in a smack talk contest usually. But uh, this was hilarious. And so funny. especially, you know, considering that, uh, you know, he's got the resume to back it up, which uh, Floyd, I, I get the impression though, Jake, and especially I think most people feel this way after the fight last year that, Floyd and Connor, you know, they're they're buddies. They they really are want to make another paycheck. That's what this is about. And do you think Connor's going to ever fight the UFC again without this happening? I do. I you, think he'll, really. I, I do. But just because he's a competitor, and, and I think he's going to want to prove himself against Tony Ferguson or Khabib. Whoever wins that fight, but that would be great to see him against. <laughs> yeah, one well, of those guys, it needs it needs to happen, but I, I think it'll eventually happen. I think now he's got his eyes on Floyd. I mean, why why go that route when Floyd's in her putting this? Why stuff go out? that route when Khabib's out there, man, or, or Ferguson? Yeah, Khabib's undefeated, right? I Khabib's mean, Khabib's undefeated. He's the guy, and he's the matchup nightmare. Yeah, he'll put Connor. Didn't on he his call back. him out after his last fight? 
Khabib's Irish const- rabbit. Khabib's constantly been calling him out, and he would put Connor on his back and, and punch a hole through his face. You think right? so? Yes. Khabib. What about Ferguson? Ferguson's a better matchup for Connor. Ferguson's tough. He's very unorthodox. But anyway, I think Connor wants the Floyd fight. I think that comes first. I think this is Floyd doesn't just. If you know anything about Floyd, he doesn't just post this stuff just for his ego, like some people think. He posts it to plant seeds. I think mm-hmm. he's really going to eventually oh. step in there and, and and if it's against Connor, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's yeah. what they're building toward. And and so why not go out there and make. All that money again. Is, My question is, are you interested in that fight? Like, would it have the same type of interest as the boxing fight? Because when you looked at, at it in boxing, you go, okay, Connor isn't on the same level as Floyd. I think everybody agreed with that. But Connor at least, you know, can maybe catch him. With this, with this playing out in, in the octagon, like, I would say Connor had maybe – Five to ten percent chance to win that boxing match. Right, that's, that's, that's probably good. too yeah. much. That's probably a little bit too much, but I would give him that much. In the octagon, Floyd has maybe one percent chance. I, th- I think you're you're hundred percent correct, and I, I think that of course I would want to see it, but I have way more interest in in the trilogy, him and Diaz possibly fighting again. I'm not saying that that could happen, but I mean I have more way more interest in that than maybe even counter fighting Khabib or or Ferguson. You know, that, that's to me, you know, seeing Connor and Floyd fight in the octagon, you know what's going to happen there. I think that most people that would want to see that are just people want to see Floyd's face beat in or, you know, to, to get embarrassed. Uh, that's the thing. I, 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 love well, that's that Nate, I love that Nate's chirping in, though. I, I love that because, you know, I want to see him back in the octagon again. It's, Everybody does. I don't know what's going to take to make that happen. But, uh, you know, for him, get with Connor like this, you know Connor's going to respond in some way. Maybe we get some momentum going that way with these two. Yeah, real quick, Shane says a lot of people want to see Floyd get his blank kick. That, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's I think uh, and they would make a lot of money from just that. That's that's exactly right. Um, and I think that's why the fight would do well, um, just because you're right. People wanted to see Floyd get beat for a long time and haven't had the opportunity to get that satisfaction. Here they would. Uh, as far as Nate goes, I want to see Nate back in there as well. And there were talks of him maybe fighting Tyron Woodley for the for the belt, but Dana quickly nixed that, and I think he smartly nixed it because you don't want. I already explained the middleweight situation, the logjam that's taking place in that picture. If mm-hmm. Nate were to fight Tyron, which I I 100% believe Tyron would take him down and just win a decision, but if if Nate were to somehow win that fight by some chance. He becomes the champion, and you're not going to see him again. It's so hard to get him to fight. So it would be the same situation that you have now with GSP, and you know, that's that's a whole other issue. So Nate is going to want a big money fight. I think Connor's the only real fight that a makes sense, and b is going to get him back in there. So I, me as a, as a hardcore fan, I would love to see the trilogy fight. Oh yeah, because I, I, those fight those first two fights are, are two of my favorite all time fights. I had the you know, I got to be at the second fight in, in person, and that was one of the coolest sport events I've ever been to. But Shane uh, on the text line says Nate's got to quit smoking first. That's never going to happen, Shane. <laughs> I think I think he's made that clear. If you follow his Instagram and Twitter, dude don't care. I mean, that's something he's not going to quit doing. Uh, hey, so Connor, what's he worth? A hundred million, something like that, right? It, it's 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 somewhere around the hundred million mark. I think there's a good chance you're not going to see him. You, you think that he's got that competitor's edge in him. I, 
Well, he doesn't. Get a chance he doesn't need the money. No, he does not need the money. He does blow through his money quickly, but he's still. It's gonna take him a while to blow through all that money. But it uh, take Floyd that long? That's true. <laughs> Floyd certainly. I don't think anybody's on Floyd's level. Though. No. Um, yeah, he he doesn't need the money, but I, I think it's that competitor's edge. I think he's. He's a he's a true warrior. He really is. You know, you, you watch him fight. He, he talks the talk, but he he walks the walk too. And that's why, you know, I've become such a big fan of him. Because when every time I pay for a Connor fight, I get my money's worth. Um, Casey says just because they shook hands and said nice things about one another does not mean they are buddies. They probably haven't spoken or seen each other since. I think he's referencing Connor and um, and Floyd. Yes. True. Maybe not buddies, but um, I mean Floyd does have a picture. Don't believe the hype. Floyd does have a picture of him hanging in his house. How much money did that man make, Floyd? A lot of money. I I don't know what he took. I'd hang a picture of you in my house, TJ. I mean, I would. I I would. It was a perfect storm, man. It was one of those things where you know, it's it's the it's the call out that Conor constantly has over the years with these people in press conferences. I'm I change your life. Conor McGregor is going to change your life. That's what he tells his opponent by fighting me. It's the same thing. I mean. He and Floyd both made themselves a ton of money with that fight. It's why it's why people chase both Floyd and Connor. They want that big money fight. Yes, it, it makes it's a no brainer. And yeah. explain to me real quick the, the ranking. Who the UFC? Okay, you say Romero is the top, the number one rated contender. How do, how did they get to that? Point? Journalists vote on it. Journalists vote. It's kind of like the AP. Okay, <laughs> AP poll. Uh, it makes no sense. Some of it. It doesn't. But that's a whole other issue. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think this fight will eventually happen, and I'm interested in it. But if if the UFC signs Floyd to like a three fight deal, which is something I heard, like I, I heard that he wanted to make a billion dollars. He felt he could make a billion dollars with a couple of fights in the UFC. I think Floyd's going to be one of those things where he can only really fight once because once he gets you know humiliated, I don't think anybody else is going to pay for another fight. Never been humiliated. Yeah, and he's going to be in the octagon, whether it's a leg kick or he gets taken she, down. And, and a 40-year-old Mayweather is different than a 40-year-old Romero. What you, yeah. what you say? Yes. <laughs> that would be different. quite different. A lot different. But anyway, that's just – I wanted to hit on that real quick because I, I get into that social media stuff. I do. You love it. I love it. And and everybody talks about how it's such a bad thing. Man, it creates hype. It creates buzz. and. Oh, well, that, yeah, the UFC is, is great at it too. I mean, they're great at that. You know that trash talk. They've they've taken it to another level, and and that that, that goes along great with those fights. And I, I mean, I was texting you this weekend. I was watching Chael Sonnen's greatest hits, trash talking, and that, that guy. I wanted to give him a gold medal. I mean, I I've seen a lot of his fights over the years, but he is golden behind the mic, whether it be on a podcast or whether it be you know at a press conference, uh, making the other guy feel ridiculous. He, he's great. It's a little different than Connor, but uh, both uh, on on that. A game as far as trash talks, no concerned. doubt, and, and that makes it more interesting for sure. You know what I was thinking about, and, and I want to pose this question. Hit us up eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. I was wondering if I was thinking about how much money I spend on MMA, mm. and I was wondering would I be willing to spend the same amount of money on other sports? Now, let's just say we live in a world where you have to pay for. College. I know you pay Early? for your – listen, let's, let's throw out all the logic here. I know you have to pay for your, you know, dish bill, direct TV bill, whatever. But if you had to actually buy it on pay-per-view, college football, college baseball, NFL, NBA, how much are you willing to spend on those sports? And you can't say, 
oh, that's different because they have games every week. Well, UFC is at the point where they have fights every week. And I still put down, I said, still spend at least 50 bucks every two months on fights. And the fight night stuff, the stuff you don't pay for, it's – do you watch that anymore? I mean, is that something you watch? Because it seems like a lot I do. of people aren't watching Well, I, I do. But casual fans, not really. Yeah. It has to be a really big fight card for casual fans to watch. But anyway, I want to pose that question. We'll, we'll, we're up against a break here. We'll take a break. Texas, Texas, would what? How much are you willing to spend on a college football game? LSU Alabama. LSU Alabama. If it was on pay per view, mm-hmm. oh, I think that's a no burner. I think most people are going to pay whatever <laughs> yeah. it takes. Right? Let's say Ole Miss Mississippi State. <laughs> Ole Miss Mississippi State is on pay per view. Are you buying yeah. it? How much are you willing to spend it? Spend on it. Uh, we'll get into that. Plus, I kind of want to get into this. We we mentioned it uh, at the end of the show last week. Who who do you consider to be more of an athlete? People in the curling events mm-hmm. or NASCAR drivers? Oh, that's a no-brainer. No-brainer? No-brainer. All right. Well, we'll get into to both of those things after the break. Texas, 888-993-7762. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. you can never find the right gift for that special woman in your life? Here's the answer from Spa Nouvelle. It's Spa Nouvelle's Spa Day Escape. The Spa Day Escape includes a 90-minute luxurious massage, 90-minute red carpet facial treatment, and lunch. Get her a special gift from Spa Nouvelle. 1705 Lammy Lane in Monroe. Call Spa Nouvelle at 807-1060. That's 807-1060. When things come out of left field, having a game plan can help make a difference. Farmers Insurance has been providing practical insurance knowledge for more than 89 years. Talk to an experienced Farmers Insurance agent today and find out about insurance options so you can get the coverage you want. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find simple, practical insurance knowledge at Farmers.com. That's Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Athletes are always being put to the test. It's how they know they're strong and tough enough, or if there's room to be better. Well, the same goes for car batteries. That's why AutoZone offers free battery testing. If your car is having trouble starting, just stop in and get your battery tested on the spot for free. Whether it's just a loose cable or time for a new battery, you won't have to buy a part you don't need. Stop in today and put your battery to the test. Get in the zone. AutoZone.
Now let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the morning drive. We've got a couple questions for you. All right. Matt, first of all, I want to ask you this. Who do you consider to be more of an athlete, a NASCAR driver or a curler? How did this come up? Hold on. Are they called curlers or? I think so. I think he would say Okay. Yeah. How did this question come up? I'm just curious. Like I can't remember. Show, we were taught. We were given one of our famous uh, Winter Olympic updates. Oh, okay. Aaron and I, and because curling is the most exciting thing about the Winter Olympics. We were talking about. Oh, uh, Clay Travis said mm-hmm. that if if given enough time, he could be a good. He could he could excel in the curling. Event. Yeah, so could my toddler son. Which, okay, well, <laughs> I know which way you're leaning. So you would say NASCAR drivers, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I've never obviously ridden in a, in a racing car, but I've got a good friend of mine that's, that's race cars, not on the NASCAR level, but, you know, at a professional level for almost 20 years. And not all of them, but I would say 75% of those guys are in very good shape. I agree. Usually but, when you see somebody get out of a car, they're, they're, they look like they're in good shape. It's because of several things, Jake. For one thing, it's like – when you're in that car for four hours, it's not only the mental test of all tests, but it's you're doing basically doing arm and leg reps for four hours. Right, and you're like in a sauna. In a sauna, and the G-force going against your body is torquing at something crazy. Um, so you, you can't just be, you know, and, and there's the argument, I guess, well, what about Tony Stewart or whatever, but there's always going to be that example, but – the majority of those guys in, in today's NASCAR are, are in pretty good shape and train in the weight room, you know, when they're not in the car. Um, curling, I don't think, requires that much. Uh, it's, it depends on when you say a sport. Is it Does it take more an athlete to do this sport or that sport? I think more so in NASCAR. Now, both are considered sports, right? Right. Um, I agree with you. I, I was just interested if anybody – would disagree if anybody would say curling is, curling is is requires more athletic ability uh but yeah i'm with you on that plus you know it, it does require the hand-eye coordination and the athletic ability to turn and adjust the things around you going at a speed most of us could only dream of right so for that reason alone and you know also the fact that the car gets up upwards of 100 degrees to, to do anything that long requires uh an intense amount of yeah, there's no brakes I mean, you think about a driver yeah. during the race um you know it's not like there's a there's a to or uh i was just interested if you were like donovan mcnab remember when he called yeah out the whole i remember his car community they were up in arms about well that. It, it's just i don't curling i mean it just seems so much like a, a sport you could play you know while hammering down a six-pack or, <laughs> or or something and and people would argue golf's that way too but yes for the regular golfer it is but for guys on tour, that it's not because I don't know if, and I get this argument sometimes with people that, that don't necessarily play golf, and they, they say, well, it's, it's not really a sport. You can't say Tiger Woods is the greatest athlete of all time. If have you ever walked eighteen holes four times in a weekend or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and played golf, come back and tell me how you feel on Monday morning. That, that's all I got to say. They don't ride around in carts and, and drink beer and all that. They're, they're teeing off on these long par fours now that are over 500 yards and have to walk these courses. So, yeah, that's just part of this. Is it that sport or is it not? Golf usually sometimes gets brought up 
But um, I, I tend to think that um, NASCAR would take more athleticism than curling. Does NASCAR take more athleticism than golf? Ooh, that that uh, they both take. I, I think they're both just so you have to be so strong mentally. I mean, for for NASCAR, obviously, to stay focused that long in golf, I, I've always said I think golf's ninety percent between the years. Really, I mean, most of it is is making the right shot selection, and you know, you get it. You can practice a swing every day and get that repeat that same motion, and eventually you're going to be able to hit the ball okay. It's just making the right decisions on the course. But that, that's that's a good one. I don't, I'd have to think about that one, Jake. I, I would tend to lean towards golf, though. Yeah, I figured you would. You'd yeah. be in the big golf guy. Yeah. You know? Larry Munro says, Floyd Mayweather in the octagon is the version of Apollo Creed against the Russian. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and Rocky tells him he's too old. If he fights again against Conor McGregor, he will die. Mayweather yeah. needs to stop while he's ahead. He has enough money. Stop now or you will get a beat down. Put him in a body bag. Yeah. Um, my other question was, how much would you be willing to spend to watch another sport? Yeah, so you say you roughly spend a month. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing right average. here. I think I would say $25 a month. I would say $50 every two months. Yeah, okay. Well, so that's not too bad. It's not too bad, but I was just thinking like. But diapers and formula do cost a lot. So yes, they do. Put that out there. Um Time may be coming in. I was just thinking, like, if, if I was deprived of every sport, if, let's say, for instance, you can you can get every sport uh, for for on, on cable, mm -hmm. but the big events in those respective sports are on pay per view. How much are you willing to spend on? Let's do, okay. We talked about college baseball. College baseball. You, you've got us. You say you could do a, a series. You can you can buy a series um, twice a month. Twice a month, you got two big college baseball series. How much are you spending on that? Uh, I would spend nothing until the SEC tournament. Really? <laughs> really? I mean, I, yeah. I, if I, you could get it another way. Okay, what yeah. if you couldn't get it another way? Let's just say all of college baseball, you have to pay for it. Yeah, I, I think that – I just can't see myself getting the hankering to want to watch you know, LSU against McNeese State or – uh, I mean, maybe a series. In SEC, maybe like in a SEC, weekend series. You know, if Florida came to town, I, I I could see myself paying thirty bucks for for a series. You know, if it's thirty bucks. Yeah, I mean, and that, what you gonna or UFC? You know, what are you gonna pay for that? Way more than that, right? True, but for a series, man, because the series are gonna add up. I was thinking like, I probably wouldn't go more than ten dollars a series. Because I'm thinking mm -hmm. I would want to watch multiple series. Well. Obviously, for like the the College World Series, yeah. You know, oh, I, get, I give a hundred bucks for that, right? The whole, I, the, the whole, whole, the whole shebang, right? The whole two weeks. What about Mars Madness? Ten, no, you I wouldn't mean, pay for that. I mean, if I was a huge fan, I mean, I could see why you don't people look would. To Mars Madness? I do, but it's not like want to go jump and spend my money on it. I can live without it. Now, I, something like the Ryder Cup, the Super Bowl, the Kentucky Derby, the the World Cup, I would I would spend a lot of money on that. <laughs> I mean, right. I we, would. But more I, than March Madness, yes. what about more than College World Series? Or is that on par? College World Series is, is up there. It, it's it, To me, that, that's one of the ones I would I would spend a good bit of money. It's I, just March Madness, I can understand why a basketball fan would would jump all over that. Even just, I just feel like even casual fans love March Madness just because they, of the, 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 style the underdog. Of the yeah. the anybody can, has a real legitimate shot. I think I would pay more for March Madness than the College World Series. Really? I think that I would. That surprises me. Well, I, just because it is one of 
my favorite times of the year. Mm. Just because you get to, I, I remember when I was in college, I, I would skip class those that Thursday and Friday, and I would watch college basketball all day. Mm. I just love it. I, I love the fact, because especially when you do a bracket, and let's say you do a bracket for money, that, that makes you even more um, you yeah. know, invested yeah, in yeah. it. Um, it's just fun, man. You've got a rooting interest. It's kind of like the how we did the, the bull pick them, how most people participated in that. and we were all Did you rooting. win that? I did not win that. Okay, I, I, I knew I was done after about game 10. I quit paying attention to it. The teller um, uh, finished pretty high. Uh, pretty high? Or? Yeah, I think it was like top five. Oh, gosh, you yeah. didn't tell me that. Yeah, he did pretty well. But see, uh, kind of like March Madness, that's kind of like the World Cup uh, in, to me. I mean, it's, it's it, it has that type of excitement. I think. I mean, it's it's a little different because you you got group stages and you don't you're not one and done until you get the group of sixteen. But uh, I would pay more for that than any other sporting event. I think. What about the World Series? Hmm. It would just depend on who's in it. I think. Yeah. Before last year, I would have paid. Yeah. Have, well, I mean, it was great. The problem is you don't know you're going to get games like like you got. You would you would have paid for it beforehand just because it was a good matchup. It was the two best because teams. of the Astros. I think and, and Bregman and all that. I think, but. Here's the thing with UFC. That's how we got into this conversation. How long can this keep going, having so many events? Do you think it stays this way, or they, do they draw it back? I hope not. <laughs> because, because attendance was awesome in Australia. Um, well, my thing and they is made, – they made big money on the gate. I don't, I'm not sure how many pay-per-views they're selling. Though. When they sold – when they sold it, when Zufa sold it, they kind of changed their strategy. They used to try to stack every pay-per-view card or give you yeah. your money's worth. So for someone like me, it was very difficult for me to say no every month. <laughs> I, they would pretty much get my money every month. Mm-hmm. And now they're, they're doing like two or three really big events, which I'm thankful for because it helps me save money. Um, I don't know how long you can continue with that strategy. I think you, they're about to have – they're about to you know come up on a new TV deal – you yeah. look at you look at other people like like the MLB has its own streaming service. I, I'm really surprised UFC has a streaming service, but I'm really surprised that they don't offer like put every pay per view on it and try to go with the monthly subscription. Try to really um, get their money that way. But and, and do like I would say like three big fights a year where you pay for it. If I was UFC, that's the way I would do it because you look at their pay per view buys last year; they really weren't that great. And Quint text earlier, he said the problem with the UFC is that they don't recognize the, like, two names that we're discussing. They aren't mainstream like they used to be. Uh, um, he, when they sold the company, you had some gigantic stars Ronda at that Rousey. time. Ronda Rousey. Conor McGregor. Yes. They're not really in the – I mean, Conor still is, but he's not fighting. He's not fighting. Like, Nate's not fighting. So yeah. that that's a big difference. GSP, they can't – Figure things out, with GSP. I, I would rather watch paint dry. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I mean, of all of all people, I would like to see get beat down. It's that guy. It's yeah. just, um, yeah. We don't we don't look like that's going to happen anytime soon either. Anyway, I think I would pay to, to to bring this back full circle. I think I would pay ten dollars twice a month for college baseball series. That'd be twenty a month. I'd yeah. get two series. I think that would be doable. Um, I'd pay forty bucks to watch the entire final series. I'd pay uh, – I wouldn't like to, but I would pay up to $100 for March Madness to get every game. And the World Series, man, I don't know if I'd pay for it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you'd have to be really invested, like I said, in the teams probably playing in it. Uh, what about the Super Bowl? 
Ooh, I didn't think about the Super Bowl. Yeah, for this year, man, that was a, that was worth your money. I mean, I would yeah. pay. Yeah, you, you, it's something you have to do. Um, what about the yearly Alabama national championship game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the college football. I didn't even include college football really because there's not much I wouldn't pay for, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if there's a big game. I'm paying. That's that's my favorite sport, so I'm gonna put whatever money down needs to be. Anyway, I just thought that was – I was thinking about how much I spent on MMA, how much would I spend on other sports. All right, we're up against the break. Uh, we've got Nick White joining us next. U of them had a pretty big week, didn't they, Matt? Yes, uh, Nick with a couple fun calls, overtime wins for the Warhawks. Be right back with more of the morning drive. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price – for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. Speedy Oil Change and Tune-Up is committed to helping you preserve the life of your vehicle by offering the highest quality preventative maintenance services with tune-ups, brakes, radiator services, plus Speedy's 17-point oil chain. They're your Bridgestone Firestone dealer and provide nitrogen tire filling. Have bumps in the road? Knock your wheels out of alignment? Get your ride back on the straight and narrow at Speedy in Ruston, 350 North Service Road East. Now offering alignment. Speedy Oil Change and Tune-Up. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. Local Sports Talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the morning drive. Joining us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline is Voice of the Warhawks, Nick White. Nick, how are we doing? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Where, where, where's Aaron? Is Aaron you know, recovering? Take one from... guess. Take one guess, Nick. Yeah, I mean, he's been goodness. He didn't take you guys with him? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've tried, to, I've like tried to text him for like four days to get, and or, or, or three or four times in the past three days to try to just get some information from him, and I can't even get a text back. So I, I hope he's I alive. See, I see. You know, you know, I worked on him for about three years to finally get reading glasses, and now he, he finally got those. <laughs> I guess he, he thinks he's Mr. Fashion now, and we're in the tuxedo, oh, yeah. hanging out, you know, down in the dome and Demian or whatever. I mean. You know, it must be nice to be in district. I just, I just, you know, whenever I grow up, I want to be like him. That's, that's right. Working towards that, that's goals. just how I want to be. Absolutely. That's right. 
Yeah, well, I want to be more like you, Nick. I mean, you're getting front seat to the greatest action in the area as of late. Um, back-to-back overtime wins. How fun is it to watch a ULM basketball game recently? Well, let me tell you, um, that, that was fun. I had a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of texts, a lot of people, um, you know, reaching out, uh, especially, you know, Thursday. And, and then, you know, for the Thursday, I mean, it, it's hard unless you've been there and there. I, I know who, who goes to the game, so I can tell you, you know, it, it's, it's us and the basketball team and, and a couple of parents. You know, people haven't been to those venues and understand, number one, they're good teams that they just played, but number two, uh, how tough the atmosphere is in those places. We're talking about at Georgia Southern, it's the best atmosphere in the league. And I, I, I don't know if you guys got the – I know I sent Aaron uh, some of the audio from uh, Thursday's game, but um, it, it, got, it gets loud in there, really loud, especially, you know, whenever games are tight. So that's a tough place to go and win. And then Georgia State, uh, same thing. You know, they, they got a smaller, you know, gym, arena, whatever you want to call it. And so – um, it, it's it's kind of compact and tight in there as well, and they, they get loud. And the Warhawks have never had any success at, at Georgia State since they've come into the league. Not not only not, not just you know winning games, but even being competitive. And so to go and do what they did, um, you know, kind of puts them back. If you look at the Sun Belt standings right now, I think one and two is pretty much done. Lafayette and Georgia State. That's going to be your two seats. But then. If you look from three to ten, there's about a game, game and a half, maybe two games separating the three through the ten seeds right now. So uh, those two wins put the Warhawks in contention to maybe draw a first-round bye and set themselves up in, in a good position to make a little run at this thing. And There's still a lot of basketball to be played, but let's not forget the team that went to the tournament out of the Sun Belt last year was Troy. And Troy went on a run at the end of this thing. I think they closed the year winning like nine of their last ten. Then they won four games in five days and went to the tournament. So um, that's kind of what you want to push for. And uh, I'm certainly encouraged by the way this team went and played uh, this past week at, at the tough, on the toughest road trip in the league, the, the Georgia Road Swing. Nick White joining us this morning. Uh, Nick, I was able to listen to a second half of your call on Saturday. Great call there and a great game. Um, ULM, they're 7-0 and on the season when they shoot 50% or better, which is surprise, surprise. You know, when you shoot 50% or better, you're going to have a good night. But it seemed like they particularly shot well uh, behind the arc uh, on Saturday. And, and that's such a huge thing moving forward. But, you know, in overtime, it seemed like they really were able to get production and they were able to push through with that perimeter shooting. Yeah, they did. And, and let me tell you, the freshmen, uh, there, there's so many heroes out of this, out of this road trip. Uh, number one, uh, let, let me go to Travis Munnings for a second. If he's not – Sunbelt Player of the Week this week, then they need to kick all the voters out and, and go and reassign it because, I mean, what that kid did, he played every minute of every one of those games. So we're, not, we're talking about he played two overtime games, played 90 minutes in, in a span of probably about 36 to 40 hours, okay, whenever you start thinking about, you know, playing, you know, Thursday night and then turn around an early afternoon tip on Saturday. So, uh, I, I, I term, you know, people get, get you know, abrasive whenever you say this, but the kid was an absolute warrior out there. I mean, he went out there and just battled and, and willed his team to win, to a win. But they, they hit some shots. They hit some big shots there. Uh, the rebound by Sam McDaniel on Thursday. And then, you know, in overtime at Georgia State, the fouls weren't going the Warhawks' way. And so you, you had two guys foul, two starters foul out, Marvin Jean Pierre. And Sam McDaniel uh, both fouled out. So they had to play the whole overtime without those guys. And 
that that's where the freshman Michael Ertle, he talked about uh, ice water in his veins. He said, give me the rock, I'm ready to go. And he scored eight points in overtime, hit a big three, drove the lane a couple of times. Travis Munnings hit a huge three. But, but yes, the three-point shooting, back to your question, is, is what propelled them in this ball game. They, they had been, up until about a couple of weeks ago, the best three-point shooting team in the league. They hit a couple of rough spots in there, but you knew they could get it back, and uh, they picked a perfect time to get it back uh, this weekend. They, they really uh, knocked them down from long range. So uh, I'll ask you the obvious question, Nick. You've watched this team all, all season long. What has sparked this turnaround? I mean, we're not too far removed from what took place against ULL, but seeing what this team has done on this Georgia road trip, I don't think many people would have predicted they'd come out of that 2-0. and what, what do you see that has sparked this turnaround in this team? Yeah, I, I, you know, most of the times you go on the road and, and what you hope for is a split, and, and then you, you win two of them, and then that's what we call in Louisiana a little land yap. And, and let's also mention the Warhawks had not won a road game until this, this road trip. They were 0 for 9 on the road this year. So uh, to win both of them is just that. I'm going to tell you, and, and people, people can, you know, and, and, and it's not just me that's saying this. I had my phone was blowing up by my broadcast colleagues. Uh, from throughout the Sunbelt Conference on Saturday. There were a lot of people that were pulling for the Warhawks, but there are a lot of people who were pulling for Keith Richard. He is beloved by a lot of people uh, inside this league. I, I, everyone, nearly every one of my broadcast colleagues, uh, they, they just talk about how they love his intensity and, and how he, he wills his team to win, and, and I've seen it. I've seen what the guy can do. He's an outstanding coach. He's an outstanding motivator of young men. And um, he, he gets the most out of those guys. I mean, he, once again, he got 90 minutes out of Travis Munnings this, this, on this road trip. Uh, he'll shorten his bench and, and go with the guys that gives him the best chance to win. And so they came up with some great game plans, great game plans. Uh, they held Tukey Brown. Let's, let's talk about defense for a moment. They held Tukey Brown, the best guard in the Sunbelt Conference, on Thursday. He came in averaging 20.1 points per game. They held him to seven. He didn't hit a three-point. Broke broke a string of 15 straight games with a three-pointer. Didn't, didn't hit a three in that ball game. And so um, they did a tremendous job game planning and, and really willing willing them to win. And then, you know, you start getting down to this time of the year, the final month, and uh, you got to have a little extra intestinal fortitude. And I think these guys dug deep. They, they didn't like the way that they played against Lafayette both times this year. They chewed on that a little bit. They didn't get down in the dumps. They didn't go have a, a woe-is-me attitude. They said, okay, the heck with it. Let's go and, and pull off a couple upsets here on the road. And that's what they did. And uh, you got to tip your cap to them and say, uh, well, done, well done, young men. Now back it up this week uh, with, you know, couple of the Texas schools coming in, UTA and uh, Texas State. Well, Nick, a busy weekend over on the campus ULM. Coach Federico and the baseball team getting things kicked off, but a couple – Couple games on the basketball court as well over at FanU and UT Arlington comes in Thursday and then Texas State Saturday. What can you expect with these couple games? Yeah, I was uh, I was going over my my schedule for the weekend with my wife and her, be a her busy, words huh? were okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, she was she's like let, let's let's just let's just get through Wednesday. We'll worry about that you starting Thursday. So uh, <laughs> it, it's a good time of year. There's a lot of excitement, a lot of action going on uh, on the campus of ULM. As you mentioned, a women's and men's doubleheader Thursday, UTA coming in. Um, and, and, you know, these are, as I go back to the standings there for a moment, I mean, there, there's not a whole lot of separation between ULM and UTA and Texas State right now. So 
Uh, you pull these two off, and, and you, you played yourself into contention with four to play uh, to maybe get a first-round bye. So there's a lot on the table there. Um, you got you got basketball Thursday and Saturday doubleheaders. Then you got Eastern Illinois coming in on the diamond. I'm so excited um, to get back out there and, and just get around this baseball team again and, and Coach Fed. And I think just the, the positive uh, mentality and attitude that he's brought. And, and I talk to these players quite a bit. And you can just see a, a different bounce in their step and a different excitement level and, and confidence. You know, they, they've spruced up things out there at the, at the stadium. The wall looks phenomenal. A much-needed addition, the padded wall looks great. Helps, helps that facility pop a little bit more. But um, I think they're just ready to get out there and, and go and compete. And, and just, you know, they got a bad taste in their mouth. And that was, that was rough. That was rough to go through what, what they went through last year. And so um, – I think those guys have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, and uh, they want to go and prove that they're better than what, what was shown out there on the field and better than some of the things that was said about them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, They want to go and chew on that a little bit and, and prove that, that they can go and compete. It, it's going to be a struggle. I think anybody you know, is expecting them to go out and win the league this year. I'm certainly not. Um, mm-hmm. but, but I think that they're going to go out there and say, dang it, we, we, we want to go and, and make a – make a little bit of splash in this thing and show that we've got a little bit of talent and that we can go and compete in this league and that we're not as bad as, as you know, some people said that we were. And um, so it'll be interesting to see they've got 55 of these things and uh, we'll find out how they compete starting on Friday afternoon. One last question before we let you go, Nick. Uh, was the overtime call last Thursday your favorite to date? Even Aaron was complimentary and we all know <laughs> how rare that is. What, what did Aaron say? I got to know what he, he texted he me Thursday night. And he, 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 he said he said that was a keeper. So I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, and you try not to go. You, you try whenever you're in the midst of these things. I mean, you got to show emotion because the guys are showing emotion. And you, you try right. not to go too far over the top. But you know, here, here's here's what drives me nuts right now in college basketball. It, it, and selfishly it ruins great calls like they have to go to the monitor for every stinking thing now and like even at the end of games like whenever guys clearly um hit shots and and, and there was still a little bit of time left on the clock they got to go to the monitor you just sit there and wait for the suspense and all this and, and that kind of happening at georgia southern um that was fun and i'm gonna tell you Going and beating Georgia State, there's not a lot of people in this league. I want to reiterate, there's not a lot of people in this league who like Georgia State. They don't like Ron Hunter. They don't like their style of play. And so um, for the Warhawks to go, and you know, that was only their second loss in that building this year. Uh, Liberty was the only other team to beat them. And I must admit, it, it was fun uh, to call both those games. But uh, anytime you get a, a true game winner like that uh, from Sam Mack and and the way they were able to hold that off, uh, yeah, for this year, uh, I would say that that was that was pretty fun. Good stuff, Nick. Appreciate you joining us on the morning drive. Hi, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, <clears throat> Matt, we've got some parting shots coming up. Um, you got something with Johnny Menzel? Well, I just uh, saw this morning, apparently he was on Good Morning America and um, nope. kind of opened up about his dark couple years since he's been out of the league and uh, we'll touch on that and a little bit more right after the break here on the morning drive don't get blindsided by health care costs call vantage health plan today we've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area 
Advantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road car king. Tornadoes, hurricanes, blizzards, wildfires. When a natural disaster strikes, the Army National Guard's citizen soldiers are on the ground at a moment's notice. Whether saving lives, protecting property, or restoring hope, they're driven by something greater, a calling to serve their community. If you feel called to step up, stand out, and serve others, visit NationalGuard.com. Learn about the benefits of part-time guard service, like earning a paycheck, gaining career skills, and help with college tuition. Are you driven by something greater? Check out the Army National Guard at NationalGuard.com. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Decreasing cloudiness with warmer temperatures today in a high of 47 degrees. Partly cloudy skies, not quite as cold tonight, a low 35. Cloudy skies with a 20% chance of rain in the forecast for tomorrow in a high of 55 degrees. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to The Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Oh, Matt's already handing out the parting shots. <laughs> yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't consider that a parting shot. Yeah. I, I hadn't seen Coach Waldrop in a while. And he had, of course, got the winter beard going, and I said, kind of looked like Vladdy Divaki. He took it as a shot, but I, I didn't. I didn't mean it that way. Yeah, Coach didn't uh, appreciate that one yeah, too I think much. he wanted me to say George Clooney or that's more like it, right? <laughs> He's giving you a thumbs up now. All right, here are our parting shots. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Minnesota! Well, I'm going to tell you what, Channel 8, they've been packed it in, too. They didn't get any of this on camera. We got it. Oh, my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back! Oh, no! Oh, no. my God! Oh, my gosh, no! I have lost my voice in excitement! I'm sick. I want to throw up. Matt, the floor is yours. Please inform was, us on the great Johnny Manziel. Well, he apparently went on ABC's Good Morning America this morning, and uh, he talked about what has happened since he left the league. Yeah, of course, he hasn't played since throwing for uh, 1,675 yards and seven touchdowns with Cleveland in the 2014 and 2015 seasons. Uh, of course, the off-the-field lifestyle really overshadowed anything he did on the field um but he said he was in a dark hole and super depressed during these years uh not in the league he says uh has been diagnosed as with bipolar disorder and he Mm. was drinking heavily which he's not doing anymore which amped up uh this bipolar condition that he has he said uh you know just recently said about a year ago he said i took a look at my mental health 
and decided to make it a priority. Says he hopes on making a, a return to the NFL, but there may be options for him in the Canadian Football League, of course. Um, There's an XFL coming up. <laughs> yeah, he st- could still probably sneak in there if he gets on McMahon's good side over the next year or two. Stay clean, Johnny. That's Stay right. Clean. And uh, But uh, I think this you know, he, he's this comeback campaign that he's kind of kicked off. Comeback season. Comeback yeah. season. I think this is just part of it, uh, maybe to come out and – America loves a good comeback story, and uh, we'll, we'll see. As far as getting back to the NFL, I think that's a long shot right now. But um, sticking with the NFL, uh, Bleacher Report, your former peeps, of course, Jake got his start over there and then turn, put out the 10 most overrated prospects going into this draft. Okay. And Arden Key on there? No, no, Arden Key's not on here. But I was, as far as quarterbacks are concerned, there's two. Is you want to take a guess on Sam Darnold? Not Sam Darnold. Josh Allen. That's who I would have thought. So they had Rosen. They no Rosen either. Hey, don't have to name quarterback. <laughs> Mason Randolph, Oklahoma okay. State, and your boy Baker. Baker Mayfield, which I was a little surprised well, about. I don't know. I guess I haven't looked at a at a projection recently, but where is he expected to go today? Is he expected to go high first round? I don't think so. No, but in the first round, that's more than I thought he would. You know, it's, at the end of the year, I didn't think he would be a first round pick. Well, as far as the quarterbacks concerned, quarterbacks are just so. I mean, I didn't think Patrick Mahomes would be. You know, did he end up going tenth or twelfth, wherever he, he it's fell. traded? Yeah, yeah. Get I didn't think he would be that high, and you know, you just see how. I certainly didn't think the Bears would have traded up to number two to get Mitchell Trubisky either. Yeah. Um, so. For that reason alone, I was like, yeah, I can definitely see him going in the first round. But I'll continue to, to defend Baker. I think he's I think he's going to be a good pro. I know he's undersized, but we've seen it work before. Mm. I mean, we all love the New Orleans Saints, right? And we've seen how Drew Brees – I'm not saying Baker's going to be Drew Brees. I'm just saying I, I, I've watched Baker for a couple of years now and the way he maneuvers in that pocket. Does he need to grow up a bit? Yes. Who yes. does he remind you of? In that sense, though, his Johnny, attitude is Johnny, He's got make, that. He's got that. Connected to Johnny. He's got that a little bit in him. Now, here's Johnny the, was worse. Though. Okay, well, he's number one in this list, by the way. Baker is. Uh, overrated prospects going into the draft. Uh, Scout's quote here on him says, I like Baker. We like Baker. But fans wanting him drafted first overall in the top ten are off their rocker. I do think he'll go in the top 20 because he's a good quarterback, and he'll be the first mobile quarterback selected. So, yeah. I just wouldn't have thought that he would have been, I guess, the first-round quarterback. Uh, maybe, you know, going into – the Rose Bowl did wonders. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure, of course, he didn't finish out and get the win, but uh, leading up to that, he had a lot of momentum. Uh, I tell you, I, I worry about Josh Allen. I, 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 I would not feel confident. Who has seen him play? <laughs> I, well, I would not feel confident in taking him unless Sean McVay was my head coach, right? Yeah. I mean, we saw what he did with Jared Goff, but just – this guy seems to have trouble with accuracy, and he and he doesn't seem to ha- understand his touch on the ball because that's what all the senior wide receivers were saying in the senior bowl. Were saying, "Well, this guy just he throws it way too hard. He, he's, mm-hmm. he's not." Well, he, he, I know he, he has a live arm, and that attracts yeah. a lot of people. And he has great and size and a great frame and athleticism. He checks all of those boxes, and that's why a lot of NFL teams. But you got to be a great coach to get him in there. And, and get him to play up to the potential of a number one overall. It's got Cleveland written all over it. <laughs> it it's got Cleveland written all over it. And, uh, you know, he's kind of the sexy pick with Kuyper and, and I know. McShay right now. 
and you know, of course, playing out in Wyoming, you know, playing in Cleveland would be no problem, you know. I just if I'm spending my number one pick on somebody, I want somebody that's a sure bet. Yeah, I don't see him as a sure, sure bet. bet. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Cleveland all over it. Now, I didn't see much of Mason Randolph this year. Of course, Oklahoma State quarterback, the other quarterback in Oklahoma, but you know, apparently. He would before the season. He was one of the top five quarterbacks going into this draft. Yeah, and right now, a scout's quote on him said, "You have him in round two right now. He slipped over the season. He has a weak arm, and plays in a BS scheme." Is the quote, <laughs> Bryce Petty, well, all over again. Yeah, people don't like the Baylor offense. People don't like the Oklahoma State offense. They think it's mm-hmm. a quote unquote system quarterback, which is uh, you know a bad word in, in football lore. Yeah. Um, so. Oh. It's kind of like what Mike Leach said, though. If if you you should be able to take a system quarterback and make him work if you're a good coach. I kind of feel the same way he does about that. Although Mike and Tech fans would know this guy, Cortland Sutton, the wide receiver for Southern Methodist, is in this list. Of course, big body guy. You know, this looks the part for a receiver, but apparently has not impressed uh, right now. Though he says uh, scouts quote on him, I liked the kid a lot last year, but he was very average this year. I don't think. He can separate, and he knows it, too, since he dropped out of the senior bowl. Obviously, they kind of knocked him for that, yeah, too. Yeah, and he really didn't impress against Tech, either. No. That bowl game? I mean, Nobody. Yeah, that's that's impressed in that. I think Trey Quinn at least had a good grab. Uh, yeah. You know, it, he, that was a good touchdown catch he had, but uh, court on Sutton, meh. Was not a lot very of meh. A lot of meh from, from Southern Methodist. So, a lot of baseball this weekend, Jake. Uh, I, I wish you luck on trying to, to stream that. During the wedding reception, I think it'd probably just... We'll figure it out. Bluetooth earpiece is... Yeah, thanks, Tommy. I'll I'll keep that in mind. That's going to do it for us today. Aaron will be back tomorrow. I'm sure he'll have some great stories from New Orleans. Check Uh, his phone and see if it's working, by the way. Oh, yeah. I'm interested. Well, hopefully he's alive and and here tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, He'll be back tomorrow. Uh, We've got The Edge coming up next with Terry Waldrop and Jamie Foxx. For us, uh, we've had fun today. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.